you are listening to the Fairy Podmothers. I'm Amy, and I'm joined by Amber, Autumn, Sarah, Abby, and Suzanne. This week, we are talking about doing the Four Parks One Day Challenge. As the name suggests, this unofficial challenge means you go to all four theme parks at Walt Disney World in one day. That means you will hit Epcot, Animal Kingdom, Magic Kingdom, and Hollywood Studios all in one day. Now, just setting foot in all four parks isn't what the challenge is about. For most who attempt the challenge, it's about setting goals in each park and completing them. Autumn and Abby, would you like to talk about some of the fun goals guests might set? We'd love to. Um, so as someone who has actually completed this challenge in a few different ways, I know that the setting and achieving of those goals is really what makes the experience, not just hopping around to the parks. Um, my first time, our goal was actually just to finish the Walt Disney World Marathon because it runs through all four parks. And for runners, it's definitely the best way to do all four parks in one day because it includes going through some backstage areas, getting pictures with super rare, rare, uh, super rare characters, <laughs> while also becoming a marathon finisher. So it's just, you know, something else to add to your bucket list. Um, you can also even hop on some of the rides depending on what time you get to each park during the race. So this time that we did it, obviously finishing was a goal, but so was getting a picture with every single character, which my husband definitely rolled his eyes at, but he did kind of give into that. And we achieved that goal, got a picture with all the characters, finished it. And for our next one in January, our goal is to ride at least one ride during it, but we're really hoping for two. Um, another time that me and him did it was like, our, we had several goals for that trip. And ours were like, we wanted to see as how many different modes of transportation that we could get between all four parks. We wanted to ride our favorite ride in each park, take an iconic photo pass picture in each one. And at that time, Magic Kingdom and Epcot were the only two parks that had fireworks and they were spaced out perfectly. So our goal was to hit both fireworks shows that night. And I'm really excited to say that we accomplished all of those. That so I awesome. haven't, oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, that's, that's awesome. <laughs> I was just going to say, I haven't done all four in one day yet, but it's not something that I have set out to officially do. Pre-kids, we were always park hoppers. We got a park hopper ticket. We didn't even consider only doing one park in a day. Um, and we frequently, pretty much every day of our trip, visited one park in the morning and a different park in the evening. So I haven't done all four, but I have made it to three parks in a single day. And that was with my two-year-old. So I think that is an accomplishment mm -hmm. and totally fine. He enjoyed every minute of it. He was still young enough that I could just say, okay, time to go. And he wasn't really like fighting me on it. He was just following along and doing what we were doing. Um, another thing I'll say is that my family always drives to Disney World. So we have our own car, which helps a lot in park hopping because we're not relying on Disney transportation, which can be part of the fun, but it's also definitely part of the challenge. Um, personally, my goals would be to take a photo in front of each park icon. So the castle, um, the Chinese theater, or the Tower of Terror, however you fall in Hollywood Studios camp, um, the Epcot ball, and of course the Tree of Life in Animal Kingdom. And then if, to ride at least one ride in each park. Um, I love to throw in a snack too, but to be honest, when my adrenaline gets going, I sometimes forget about eating and then it all catches up to me and I have to eat 
everything that I see, but I can see myself forgetting to do that if I was on a challenge, like just for ourselves. Um, but I think the key to accomplishing it is timing. You need to look at the um, Disney schedule for the day utilize extra magic hours, which would also mean staying on property, um, which I think is really important for this particular goal. You'll want to go to the earliest park opening first and the latest park last and everything in between. You can just kind of fit it in as you want to do it. But you have to remember right now, there is a 2 p.m. park hopping rule, which means that you cannot hop anywhere until 2 p.m. So even if you get to the first park at you know 8 a.m., you're not going anywhere else until two, at least not another park. Which that's one thing for whenever we did our four park one day, that was the different modes of transportation and not the marathon park. We've actually done that since the 2 p.m. park hopper rule became a thing. Like we did that this year. So it's definitely possible to do it because we did. So I guess I'll throw in a caveat. If you're doing it with that rule, it doesn't really matter what time you get to the first park you could I mean other than if you're trying to you know beat lines or something for a really um, high wait time ride but technically I mean I guess you could show up whenever you wanted to because you're not going anywhere until two anyway right for sure I've done it both I've done it pre to the two o'clock rule um but yeah it's definitely doable I've done it after the the 2 p.m came in too and it's for sure doable um which brings me to say that you have to plan so it's um you can't just i mean you could kind of just do this but planning is a must um amber do you have a certain order that you suggest that people do the parks to kind of complete this challenge yeah so kind of like what autumn was saying you want to look at the opening times and usually animal kingdom is going to be the first park that opens um, it's usually like 8 a.m. for non-resort guests and 7.30 a.m. for resort guests um, usually. So that's a nice one to hit first thing if you're going to rope drop. So if I was doing that and rope dropping Animal Kingdom, I would try to be in the front of the line, like even getting there before, like 30 to 45 minutes before rope drop is ideal because if rope drop is 7.30 and you show up at 7.30, there is going to be a mass of humanity who's trying to do the same thing you are. And all of that mass of humanity is going to be going towards flight of passage at Animal Kingdom. So if you really wanna get your ride time in, I would get there even earlier, 30 to 45 minutes before the official time, because sometimes they actually open the park before they say they are. Um, so, so you can be in the front of that mass of humanity instead of in the back of the mass of humanity. Um, so then I would rope drop flight of passage, then put my name on the wait list at um, Nomad Lounge. That's a lounge that's connected to Tiffin's. You cannot get a reservation for it. So it's walk up only and they usually have a wait list. And usually the wait is like an hour or so. So um, after Flight of Passage, I would put my name on that wait list, do one or two more rides, maybe the Safari, maybe Everest. By then your wait list will be there, ready hopefully. And then get a bite to eat, refuel, and then it will be almost time for your 2 p.m. hopping. So for my second and third park, I would say either in any order, 
Epcot or Hollywood Studios. Um, they're on the Skyliner, so you want to do those kind of together, one after the other, to make getting to both of those convenient. And honestly, for me, I'm going to be trying to ride Guardians. So depending on my Guardians time, that's going to determine whether I do Epcot first or Hollywood first. Hopefully it will be in that window of time. And then I would finish out my day at Magic Kingdom and watching the fireworks at night. I have to say, Amber, you're you're very brave to risk the Guardians in there. It stresses <laughs> me out thinking that you'll get a time that's like eight o'clock, seven o'clock. Well, <laughs> they they will honor any time after. Oh, so true. Yeah. If you have like an earlier time, like let's say your time is twelve noon then you could ride anytime noon or later. Even if you get on at 8 p.m., they're gonna be saying anytime eight o'clock or before you can get on. I'll also say that I would put Guardians in there because I haven't ridden it yet. So it's top of my mind, but I would probably just to be totally safe, I would be getting an individual lightning lane and not just trying for the boarding group, um, which is an extra cost. But in this situation, it would be worth it to me. Yeah. Sure. And I guess it's worth to say here, you can get two individual lightning lanes per day um, in any park. So though, if you are doing this four park challenge, you can do one or two or zero individual lightning lanes. You cannot do more than two. So you just kind of have to pick, do you want to do Guardians or um, Flight of Passage or rise of the resistance or seven seven dwarfs mine train like you've got to pick those top two that you want to do because you can only do two even if you're doing four parks but you can still book several if you just have the standard genie plus that's what helped us out was booking mm -hmm. and we would book because you don't have to be in the park to book that park's rides so whereas like when we start at animal kingdom whatever park we were going to next we'd go ahead and book a lightning lane like an just for that next park. So it was ready for us by the time we got there and you don't have to leave the park at two. You can leave it at, you know, 1.15, 1.30 so that you're getting there so that you can start yeah. that next one at two o'clock. Yeah, for sure. Um, okay, so Walt Disney World in Orlando is big. It's like San Francisco big. So getting from park to park is gonna take you some time. Actually that's probably going to take most of your time if you're using Disney transportation, trying to navigate that. And there's several forms of transportation at Walt Disney World. There's um, there's ferries and there's buses, monorails, um, Skyliner. And I know, Amber, you had mentioned that Hollywood Studios and Epcot are a good two parks to pair together because they're on the Skyliner. Um, so that's a great strategy. Um, some of the other modes of transportation um, between Magic Kingdom and Epcot, you have the monorail. So you could pair those as well if you wanted to. Animal Kingdom, if you're taking Disney transportation, you're taking a bus. There are minivans you could take also that could save you some time. For instance, at the Magic Kingdom, they will drop you, the minivans will drop you off right where the buses do. So you don't have to go to the Ticket Transportation Center, take the monorail or the ferry and waste kind of waste that time doing that um can always get a you know grab a lift so that that'd be save you a little time also um we talked about the 2 p.m hopping park hopping rule vip tour is a great way to attempt this challenge because 
you can kind of get around to that 2 p.m. You can hop before 2 p.m. with a tour. The tours are not cheap, um, but they give you behind the scenes transportation, which is so much quicker than relying on Disney transportation. I'm a huge Disney transportation person, but definitely it will be much speedier if you if you had a VIP tour. Um, thanks to Main Street and More Travel, Amber, Abby, Sarah, Suzanne, and myself were lucky enough to take a VIP tour this summer at Walt Disney World. And we made it to all four parks, which was, which was our goal, one of our goals. Um, and as agents, it was great to be able to experience the tour so we can better assist our clients who might want to book one. And Suzanne, you get to tell about our day our VIP tour day that we had so much fun. And we actually got to meet in person, which is awesome. We had the best time. It was so great to put faces to names and kind of get to know some of our fellow agents. I'm actually gonna be talking a little bit about how we or how we can book our tour. Um, booking a tour is, is as easy as calling your Main Street and more travel agent. Mm -hmm. um, give us a call and let us know you wanna do that tour. And we, just like your dining, we can get that set up for you. Um, just like dining, the window to book a VIP tour opens 60 days prior to your travel if you're off-site, but as a perk for on-site guests, you get that 60 days plus uh, from the first day of your stay, so it can give you up to 10-day head start on the off-site guests. Um, at 9 o'clock, you give them a call and let them know the date that you want. Even booking ahead of time, these tours are very popular, so if your date is not available, you can always go on the wait list, and a lot of times that'll pan out because other tours have canceled. Um, when you book, they're going to ask for a credit card, but they don't charge you until your tour. And then they're going to ask for some basic information like names and emails of your guests. Um, you can put as many as 10 people on a tour, um, but that does include children and infants. So keep that in mind. Um, and the minimum time for these tours is seven hours. So they'll kind of get a time frame of how long you want your tour to be. And then um, when you want to start and the starting location. You can start at a park or they'll even come to your resort to pick you up, which is great. Like we've said, Sometimes Disney transportation is um, unpredictable. So while you think you may save time meeting at the park, if you get stuck waiting for a bus, it may have just been quicker for your tour guide to meet you right at your hotel. Um, and they are flexible. So you can make updates to the guests, the time, all that good stuff before your trip. And if there's something really important that you want to do, like hit all four parks in one day, then you can make sure to let, that, let them know and your tour guide will make that happen for you. Um, just a little side note, theme park tickets and park reservations are still required for your tour, um, but you don't need them at the point of booking. As agents, we are lucky to not only experience all that is Disney, but we also get the opportunity to meet fellow agents, as I mentioned. I'm sure that the ladies will agree that Disney friends are the best kind of friends. Um, Sarah, I got a chance to meet Sarah at our VIP tour tour this summer. Do you want to tell about our day, everything that we did on our VIP tour? Sure. I still honestly can't like in my brain, I'm like, oh, I still can't believe I went on a VIP <laughs> tour. Um, that was always been a bucket list of mine. So definitely want to thank Chris at Mainstream More Travel for letting us have this amazing opportunity. So Let's dive in. So we started our morning at Epcot. Uh, that's where we met our wonderful, amazing guide, Jonathan, which saved us a little bit of time right there. So 
because we all didn't stay in different resorts either like usually we have a larger party not everyone might stay at the same resort um, so having one meeting point saved us a little bit of time um, so let's backtrack a minute so before we even got to Epcot the day uh, we sent in our list to signature services of all what, what our goal was, what we wanted to do, and then signature services sent it over to our guide who was able to make it the best day ever. Um, so in Epcot, we started with Test Track and he led us through the lightning lane just as Test Track was opening for the day. And Afterwards, we went on Cosmic Rewind, Help the Guardian Save the Galaxy, which was really, honestly, the best ride I think I've been on in a really long time, and that was actually my first time riding it, so I was really excited, and at the same time, hoping my, my motion sickness meds already kicked in at that point, <laughs> uh, which they did. I survived, um, and then we headed to our next park which was hollywood studios um so we took a little side entrance backstage side entrance at epcot we had a van waiting for us the ac was running because august hot weather outside in florida so it was nice to have a nice cold running van waiting for us so we got whisked back backstage to hollywood studios uh, where we did Rock and Roller Coaster, we rode Rise of the Resistance, Smuggler's Run, um, and then we ended with Minnie and Mickey's Runaway Railway. Then again, backstage, waited, you know, fan waiting for us, where we went to Magic Kingdom. Um, what was re what's really nice was we were greeted with a little snack while we walked to our next next attraction which was space mountain and when we exited we had some delicious ice cream um but then the weather decided to kind of make its own way as it always does in florida in the summer you never know when there's going to be that thunderstorm so we were in line for seven dwarfs mine train um, but our plans quickly changed Jonathan was really good at pivoting our plans. And we went and we did Peter Pan's flight. Then we did Haunted Mansion and ended our day at Pirates of the Caribbean. Then we still had just enough time left to hit park number four of Animal Kingdom. And we made it to Flight of Passage, uh, which was really fun. And I think one of the, my favorite things there was just the drive from Magic Kingdom to Animal Kingdom. We got to kind of see a little bit of the backstage area where we saw the landscaping and the greenhouses for Disney World. And that was just, I loved seeing that. So the little glimpses that you get for the VIP tour is definitely well worth it in my, in my eye. And then, so we were done right a little bit, I want to say maybe like two or three o'clock, you know, in the afternoon. And then we just had the rest of the day to do whatever we wanted in the parks. It was such a fun day, such a fun day. And I don't know if you guys ended up, do you remember when, um, when uh, Seven Dwarfs, we couldn't ride it because of the weather and he gave us lightning lanes into our, my Disney experience accounts. Did you guys end up using yours? 
I did. I, I didn't use mine on Seven Dwarf because it was a multi-experience. And so I went back. I don't remember if I went back to Epcot or Magic Kingdom that day, but I used it on like another park later or like another ride later just to at least have it. Yeah, that was great that he did that. And then I don't, did you mention, Sarah, that he brought us um, ponchos? No, I did not. No. <laughs> There's all those like little things throughout the day that he was doing. It was so, it was so fun. So much fun. Well, we've talked about the ins and outs of completing the four parks one day challenge. So let's talk about a fairy pod mother four parks one day challenge. So let's say that we were going to do this, all of us, and our goal was to do one attraction and eat one food item in each park. I want you to think what your choices would be. Anything you want, as long as it's an attraction and you we eat one food item. So I'm just going to ask you each what what you would do if we did this Suzanne so at each park what attraction and what food item would you do I like that you keep emphasizing one because I'm having such a hard time narrowing it down <laughs> cool okay so at Animal Kingdom I have to do the safari that's my like must do and then there's a little coffee place outside of um, the safari I'm going to get a pistachio honey croissant and probably an African coffee um, in Magic Kingdom, my ride has to be Big Thunder, and then I'm going to sit down and eat a sweet and spicy waffle sandwich. Oh, so good. And then at Hollywood, my ride would be Tower of Terror, and then I'm going to get myself a blondie from the Backlot Express. And then lastly, at Epcot, Guardians, like we said, is my must-do, must-do, and then um, because it's food and wine right now, I chose some of my favorite food and wine. So I'd get an impossible slider and probably some yucca fries and then probably a margarita and put my feet up and that's it done. I'm with you on the margarita. <laughs> Amber, what about you? All right. So at Magic Kingdom, I'm going to ride Splash Mountain and have a Dole Whip. At Animal Kingdom, I'm going to ride Flight of Passage and, um, I'm gonna have a pineapple lumpia, which Stephanie introduced me to. There's a stand close to um, Satuli Canteen um, that has pineapple lumpia. It was, I don't know if I'm saying it right, but it tastes real good. <laughs> and then at Hollywood, I'm gonna have rock and roller, I'm gonna ride rock and roller coaster. I'm not sure what I'm gonna have snack wise. Um, I'm sensing a theme like all my other parts is like, ice cream and fruity stuff. So I think I'm just going to get some popcorn to offset all the fruity stuff. And I'm going to take my popcorn bucket on my Disney cruise so I can get cheap refills on it. Um, and then at Epcot, I'm going to ride Guardians of the Galaxy, obviously, and get some gelato at Epcot or gelato at the Italy Pavilion. Sounds good. Autumn, what about you? All right. I really thought this through how my day was going to go. <laughs> so we're starting at Animal Kingdom and my ride there is Everest. I just think it's a classic Animal Kingdom ride and I have to do that one if I'm in there. And for food, um, it depends on the time of day, but what I would plan to be having is a Yeti Sunday. Have you guys ever heard of that? No. No. At an ice cream truck in Asia, the name of which I'm not going to try to pronounce because I will butcher it and I don't want to offend anyone. <laughs> but it is chocolate and vanilla soft serve with blue cake crumbles 
and it's topped with sprinkles and a chocolate Yeti. So I that sounds amazing. Everything that is great about Animal Kingdom with the Yeti there. That's so the fun this, part. My kids like to stop and get ice cream there all the time. Like yeah, they and you get good get, soft serve. Right. You can get soft serve and a cone. You can get um, a float. You can get mm-hmm. lots of different things there. Um, my other options in Mickey Pretzel, just if they're not open, depending on the time of the day, yada, yada. So now we are going to take a bus to Hollywood Studios and I chose Rock and Roller Coaster um, because they have a single rider line. And so that's why I chose it for this challenge. But there are so many rides in Hollywood Studios I could have picked. Um, by this point, I'm probably actually hungry. So I am going to go to Baseline Tap House and because it's a walk up, you don't have to get on a waiting list. It's, you know, not somewhere that you need a reservation for. And I'm going to get the coffee rub ribeye puff pastry it's delicious and I think it's kind of a hidden gem of that park they've also got really good drinks there um, including non-alcoholic drinks and I really like the strawberry hibiscus soda that they have there on tap so I'll probably get that with my pastry then we are going to take the Skyliner over to Epcot where I have my Guardians of the Galaxy Lightning Lane waiting on me. Mm-hmm. Um, and I try to choose a food that's there all the time. And um, so I'm going to the ice cream shop in France and getting a macaron ice cream sandwich. You can create your own flavor. Well, you choose from the flavors they have. So I will probably get the coffee ice cream with the chocolate macaron. And now I can take the monorail over to Magic Kingdom. And the ride I chose there is Peter Pan because that's my classic Disney Magic Kingdom ride. No trip is complete without me riding it. Typically that's how we start every trip is with Peter Pan. Um, And then of course you have to have a Dole Whip. It can't be a Disney trip without a Dole Whip, but I'm also probably actually hungry again. So the sweet and spicy chicken waffle sandwich at Sleepy Hollow while I can watch the fireworks. Right. I like Autumn's plan right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah I'm, I'm down for that one. I think I think I need to take a trip with Autumn. <laughs> Girls trip. Yeah, I'll let y'all know how it goes in November since we accidentally yeah. planned one together. That's we awesome. did. I'm excited about that. <laughs> Abby, what about you? So uh, I've kind of the same as Autumn. I even like thought mine through in the order of the parks. And this is the order that we have actually done them. But we start our day in Animal Kingdom. And I also like, I love a good challenge. And so for all of my parks, I picked rides that are some of my favorites. But I have so many favorites that the reason I picked the specific ones is that they do have a longer wait time. So just to try to make the challenge even more challenging, I guess. Um, But for Animal Kingdom, it would have to be Flight of Passage. And everyone now knows that my favorite Disney snack is corn on the cob at Animal Kingdom. So of course, that is what I'm going to be getting there. And then I would hop on over to Hollywood Studios, where apparently me and Amber would have the best day ever because I'm also doing (laughs) Rock and Roller Coaster and getting some popcorn to snack on. Like, you just have to have popcorn with, like, the whole, like, Hollywood movie vibe. Mm-hmm. So, me and Amber will have a perfect day in Hollywood Studios. And then hop over to Magic Kingdom from there for a little Seven Dwarf Mine Train. And I love the corn dog nuggets at Casey's Corner. I know that that's just, like, a very random snack, but, y'all, they are so good. Mm-hmm. And then I would end my day in Epcot, try to shoot again for both fireworks shows since they are a little bit staggered. And of course, do Guardians there like everyone else. And I'll go for any festival food. It doesn't matter what festival. It doesn't matter which food. 
just give me something. <laughs> give me something from one of those festival boots. Abby, for a second, when you said you're up for, you like to make your challenges difficult, I thought you were going to have all your snacks. Three of them had the word corn in them. I don't know if you knew that. <laughs> I like corn. <laughs> you, you do. <laughs> Do a corn challenge <laughs> totally yes that's y'all can come to disney world with me it is not just a four park one day it is a four park four types of corn one day <laughs> challenge <laughs> i love it all right sarah what about you all right so for me definitely starting in animal kingdom i've got to do that morning safari when all the animals are out and eating and waking up hopefully you'll see a lion um, and then I'll have to grab a snack, which is going to be the Pongo, Pongo Lumpia. I can never pronounce it correctly, but it's delicious. It's the same snack Amber was talking about, and it's a must get for me every time I go to Animal Kingdom. Then I will hop on over to Hollywood Studios, hopefully with a lightning lane for Slinky Dog. Um, and then I will have a seasonal lunch box tart. Usually my favorite is in the Christmas. They have like an apple cinnamon kind of tastes like apple pie and it's super delicious. If they don't have it, I'll go with the raspberry one. Uh, then I will scoot on over. Usually I'll walk to Epcot because it's a really pretty walk from uh, Hollywood Studios to Epcot. Um, work off some of those calories from snacking. Um, then I will have to ride Cosmic Rewind because it's the best ride. And then I will have Margarita because I survived Cosmic Rewind. <laughs> um, but since it has to be a food, then I will go with probably something, anything from a festival food booth because that's where the snacks are at, usually most of the times of the year. And I will end in Magic Kingdom with Big Thunder and cheeseburger spring rolls. This is so much fun. I feel like I'm learning so much more about everybody. <laughs> I'm learning new snacks too. Like I wanted to go eat with y'all. Oh yeah. Yeah. Well, no, sure. I like to eat all the time. <laughs> I don't think I ride anything. I just snack. <laughs> <laughs> and calories don't count at Disney. Nope. Nope. No, they don't. They're just that. magical calories. That's all. Not when you have 30,000 steps in a day. I know. Exactly. All right. Well, I'm going to share mine. I have these in no particular order, um, but Animal Kingdom Flight of Passage would be my ride. And even though it's really a meal, I'd get the wood grilled chicken bowl from Setuli Canteen and I would walk and eat to save time. <laughs> uh, Hollywood Studios, I would do Rise of the Resistance and those tachos, but I've never had them. But Oh, they're amazing. They look so great. Good. Yeah, I, I almost chose that. <laughs> I, I don't even know if I've heard of those. They're like tater tots with... What's what is on them? Wait, is it the ones from Woody's Lunchbox? Yeah. yeah. Okay, yes, I have had those. Those are so good. They look good. Magic I like the plant-based ones. They're really good, too. What's that? The plant-based tachos. Oh. Is I actually clear? really like the breakfast ones. I didn't know there were so many options. Cool. And I have to go. Um, Magic Kingdom, I would do Haunted Mansion and a dill pickle. I've, I get a dill pickle every single visit at Magic Kingdom. I would, of course, do Guardians, and then I would go on over to Mexico and get some chips and guac at Epcot. Yeah. So I feel like we should keep all this, and eventually we should all go and, and I'll eat our snacks and try to attempt this. <laughs> mm -hmm. That would be super fun. <laughs> 
All right, well, it is trivia time. So since we've been discussing all four parks at Walt Disney World, this week's trivia question is, what are the opening dates of all four Walt Disney World theme parks? Are we looking so, for years or like exact dates? I think we should do exact dates. Okay. Yep. So all four theme parks. Take your best guess. Even if you're wrong, you still get a shout out. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. So last week's question was how long does it take to bake the iconic life-size gingerbread house displayed at the Grand Floridian? And it is, according to Autumn, about six months of baking. And she, Autumn, did a little math here. Uh, that it breaks into approximately 1,000 hours of baking, assuming that's a Monday through Friday, eight to five, uh, you know, work work week. So um, yeah, that's that's a lot of baking. And thanks to Javala, am I saying it right? Javala, Bradford, and Diana for guessing. And Brandon. Um, Brandon guessed too. Um, yeah. But it was wrong. I don't think, well, I don't think anybody was right. Yeah. Um, but we don't care here on the Fairy Pod Mothers. You give us a guess, we'll say your name on the podcast. Yeah, we like all the, all the interaction that we possibly can get. It's awesome. And if you liked that little tidbit of trivia and you liked our holiday episode last week, you really may like on Disney Plus the it's called Decorating Disney Holiday Magic. I don't even think it's a full hour, um, but it's an interesting watch if anybody is wanting to learn more about holiday magic. Well, thank you for listening to the Fairy Pod Mothers. We are happy to be your one-stop shop for talk and tips for Disney, Universal, and beyond. Please join us on Facebook and Instagram to keep the conversation going. Amber, Abby, Sarah, Suzanne, Autumn, and myself and Bethany, who's who's not with us today, but we're all travel professionals with Main Street and More Travel, a no-fee Disney earmarked agency. Please reach out to us on Facebook for a free quote. Please rate, review, and tell your friends. Thank you so much. Bye-bye. Bye. 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 Bye.